Turn it up. From the YBA Phoenix Fitness 24-7 Basketball Facility in Rockland, California, it's Coach's Rise Time with Coach C. Collins. It's start. Three, two, one. Coach's Rise Time. Hey, what's going on? It's Coach C. Collins. This is Coach's Rise Time where I take a little bit of the side and tell you kind of my thoughts and everything going on with basketball and AAU. Um, I get my perspective as a coach. If you appreciate and want to hear it, you let me know. Um, I do appreciate those who've been supporting, man, listening to the main show about that live podcast and then, you know, been supporting the Coach's Rise time when I do that a little bit. I want to try to keep getting you guys some more content. Um, again, if, you, if you're if you new to this, you know, if you just checked us out, you, you're scrolling through like, man, let me check out some basketball podcasts. I appreciate it. if you're listening to mine. Um, you know, hit that follow button. Uh, we're also on YouTube. You're more than welcome to subscribe, hit that bell, hit a like. Uh, definitely helps with the algorithm and gets our our, uh, our show a little more viewers. Um, if not, don't worry about it. Just listen up. Maybe my perspective might give you some insight and hopefully help you on your basketball journey. So for today's topic, I wanted to talk about rankings, rankings and the ranking system. Um, you know, I, I really feel when it comes to the rankings, and I'm talking about for like eighth grade and below. I mean, shoot, even if you want to go all the way to high school, because some of these ESPN, you know, five-star, four-star, three-star athletes and things like that, um, what I've realized even more so this year um, is it's <laughs> – the ranking guys aren't necessarily these guys like much you might believe, especially on the ESPN analysts and stuff, because we kind of think of those guys as like the hierarchy. It's not that they're inaccurate, but – there's kind of this misconception that they go to all these high schools and they run all these algorithms and analytical views and, you know, they're they're going to these colleges and they're sitting in the stands with their with their phones and their tablets and their computers just overanalyzing. When realistically, um, they're just sitting on a fucking couch like the rest of us and they're just saying, oh, yeah, he's really good. Okay, he's as good as we thought he was. And there you go. We're going to rank him number one, number two in the mock draft for the NBA. Um, what really made that prevalent is how um, – uh, Jalen Green uh, didn't even make the top three or top uh, four in the rankings because the two guys that they have ranked above them, it, he's better than, if you actually look at the mock draft. He he was better than them in their same class in high school. And he played in the G League this past year. So it's conceivable, and I talked about this on episode 22, but it's conceivable that he played tougher competition, um, you know, played grown men, had relatively good success because his numbers are really solid. Um, but somehow he didn't rank in the top three or four or top five, honestly, for the mock draft for the NBA. How is that possible? Because the reality is the G League games aren't televised. Uh, if they are, it's like on ESPN 7 or some bullshit like that. But they're not, they're not televised. So because of that, he didn't get the looks and the, you know, the love that he necessarily probably should have got. Which sucks, you know what I mean? Um, and, and because the other two did, uh, uh, I can't think of the guards' names, and I apologize for that. I think Shugs is one of them, and I can't remember the other one. But, you know, uh, because they had a great year at Gonzaga and, and things like that, that's what got them the, the looks. But that shows that the analytic guys aren't necessarily going around looking at the best places or looking for this or that. They're just sitting on the couch like the rest of us just and just making opinions based off of what they see right there eyeballing it. Uh, Jalen Green even made a tweet about it, just kind of, uh, you know, making it seem like it's all good. Don't bother me. It is what it is. If he made a tweet about it, I think it did bother him. But uh, that's the competitive nature of an athlete. That's I, as a former basketball player and, and Hooper's, 
all understand. That's just competition, man. That's nothing. Um, we're we're competitive by nature, especially athletes. So you just can't help it. Um, not just athletes, but being a black man, and and that and and is a whole other intangible where it makes you really competitive. But I want to talk about rankings amongst youth. That to me is what kind of is, is pretty tough to understand. So I look at it as a two way sword. Um, it can help and it can hurt both at the same time. Uh, what I mean by that is you have ranking systems that are now going as far as I believe fourth and third grade, um, whether it be the EBC camps, um, which I'm a proponent of. And I know the director, I'm actually, I think probably going to end up working an ABC camp next weekend, which I'm, I'm cool with like camp basketball has its relevance. It needs, uh, it needs to be there so people can, you know, so kids can see where they are on the totem pole and they can kind of make a name for themselves and some prestige for themselves. But at the same time, it also hurts because, you know, you tell a fifth grader or fourth grader or whatever, like you're the number one fourth grader in the country. And they internalize that. And even though they might say the right thing in front of cameras and stuff like, well, I'm just really trying to work hard and I'm doing what's best because that's what mom and dad tell them to say. Um, it, it can it can give them a false sense of reality. You know, a kid that might be the elite kid in fifth grade, as we all know, and there's story after story after story of this, you know, by the time they're varsity in high school, uh, they might be barely getting off the bench or, you know, they, they might be mediocre at best or average. You know what I mean? Because some kids hit their growth spurts earlier than others. And we all know that we all see like, oh, my God, this six, eight, eighth grader. I mean, that happens. But then they get to the varsity level high school. Guys catch up. It evens out and they're not as effective. They're not as talented. So, but on the flip side of it, I do think rankings can help motivate. I do believe rankings can help, you know, push your kids. Sorry about that. It can push your kids to be at a stronger level. I do think, you know, they, they, they can do a couple of things. Um, the, the, the reality is, you know, the best way I could put it to you is as a coach, you should use the rankings as a system to push your athletes. If you have a high-level team, if you have a really high-level team, you need something to keep motivating them. You know what I mean? You need something that's going to keep pushing them and, and trying to make them better. And rankings is a good way to do it. You know, it gives them something to aspire to. Let me uh, let you know I dropped a little bit of knowledge right there. <laughs> so, I mean, but it is it is a uh, good way to motivate and keep the guys going. Um on the flip side of it, though, you can't let your kids get a false sense of reality. You know, the, this this conception of this kid is the number one eighth grader in the country. I mean, let's be real. You didn't you didn't judge every eighth grader in the country. And I get it for you ranking systems that are out there. If any of you directors listen to my show or listen to this, like, I get it. You make your money. You, you do what you do. And you do a good program. I mean, Grassroots 365, they have their rankings of teams and all that stuff. You have the B-Ball Hub. They do their rankings. You have, you know, top recruits on IG. IG is a super hub of all these recruit or now recruitments, uh, um, ranking systems. You know, so I, I ain't mad at it, but you know what I mean? It's, it's um to me, it's, it's tough because you want to use it to motivate the kids, but you don't want it to build this false sense of reality where everything's cool. So for the for this part of the show, I'm going to go on my IG live and I'm going to see if anybody wants to call in or has any uh, comments about this, because this is a topic I think that, you know, more people need to talk about. We need to understand like, okay are these rankings hurting us they're helping us like you know like what's going on so you know hopefully uh hopefully we get some answers hopefully we'll see uh what some people got to say 
and you know we'll, we'll stay tuned but on my whole perspective of it on my perspective of you know of the rankings I do think it's not overall a bad thing we're competitive you know the the nature of basketball and the sport is competitive and it's on us to kind of find that drive and and you know teach as coaches like it's a you know it's a do or die situation you have to be the one that's going to uh make things happen for your team uh do i think we need to be ranking third graders fourth graders mm, probably not so much seems a little a little too much um it's too hard to say like <laughs> there's too many kids and it's too hard to say who is the best fourth grader in the nation like you don't do a program that's going to have every fourth grader in the nation so, you know, that that's where it gets a little troubling for me. I, as a coach, and I recommend to a lot of you coaches, use these things as motivation. Uh, use these things to inspire your kids. It, it's always good to give kids, in my opinion, a tangible goal to reach. If they have something they can see, something as clear as a number, it, it helps them to get and evolve to that point. So, you know, for, for you guys out there, uh, those coaches who, who do want to – you know, get your get your kids out there, get them noticed. Um, you know, send them to camps. Uh, I think uh, we had two kids from YBA, uh, Josiah and Max, uh, who are on our seventh grade elite team. They went to the CP3 camp and made it left a very good impression. They got highlights from Beach City Hoops, so you know, shout out to Beach City Hoops, and it, it, it's a good catapult or catalyst to push these kids to get noticed because the next the next step is high school. And they need that. They need that that opportunity to be seen. They need that opportunity to shine because that's the cornerstone of what's going to help them get to the next level. So for those who want to use rankings and the ranking system in the right way, I think I think it's the best way and the best approach to do it. If you're using rankings to simply give validation or if it's just simply an ego boost for kids, I don't think you're using it to the best of its ability. As a coach, you got to understand, you know, the the, the be- kids grow and develop at different times. The kid that might be the man in fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade can easily fall off by freshman, sophomore year. If you enforce a culture of false reality, then they're going to hit that wall and it's going to get to the point where these kids are going to quit They're not going to want to play anymore. And then the reality is potential has a shelf life. It does expire at some point. So you do have to be very mindful of that when you do these things. You know, so, again, if anyone wants to call in or, you know, have their piece about this part, please feel free to do so or let me know if you want to. But other than that, you know, that's kind of my overall uh, consensus as far as it comes comes down to rankings. It's just simply, you know, who who thinks – it's going to work and who doesn't. But with that being said, I appreciate it if you took the time to listen. Uh, I always will be taking phone calls throughout the shows now. So, you know, if you want to have a t- if you want to talk about the topic, if you want to challenge me on the topic, please feel free. Uh, I'm, we will I'll also have the links to the Patreon. So for those who kind of been supporting the content, we appreciate it. I appreciate it big time. And if you like what I have to say, even in these small, you know, 
eight to 10 to 15 minute shows that I'm doing. Or if you want to listen to the big show about that live podcast with Mark, uh, please feel free to. Uh, I really appreciate the people that have shown support. I've had people come up to me in person. That means way more to me than necessarily, you know, someone just saying like, eh, it's cool or whatever. Uh, one thing I've learned, man, doing this, you know, you got being a content creator, being a black content creator. I know I'm on my own. I know I've only got a small circle of people that's truly going to put their money where their mouth is and help me out. And for those who've been doing it, I really, really appreciate you, you know, because I always try to pay it forward and support my support my brothers and sisters out there as well. Um, for those who are not black and they've been supporting me, I really appreciate you as well because you, being in California, we, we're trying to be the tip of the spear to show this change and evolution of you got to love your neighbor and fuck all this uh, hate and, and racial divides and all that stuff. So I do appreciate those who've been doing that. Um, other than that, I hope everybody has a good evening. Uh, it is Friday. Um, what's this? May 14th. <laughs> so, you know, have a good Friday. Everybody have a good weekend. And I am out. <laughs>